So you live a busy life with loads of responsibilities crowding in on you. How on earth are you going to find time and space for prayer? You've got family and friends. You might have a job or be at college. You might have kids to look after. You might be doing some study in your spare time. You get up in the morning with all the best intentions. But by the time you've had your coffee and some breakfast, it's time to get on with the day. You've missed your prayer time. So you tell yourself that you'll slot some prayer in during the day, but that gets squeezed out as well. No problem. You'll pray when you get to bed. But as soon as your head hits the pillow... So you tell yourself that tomorrow is going to be different, but it never is. And not only now are you not praying like you want to, you're feeling guilty about it as well, and you're emotionally beating yourself up for being such a bad Christian. It's a vicious cycle, isn't it? And even after being a Christian for more than 40 years, I still fall into that trap more regularly than I want to admit to. So what can you do about it? How can you get your prayer life into order when you live such a busy life? Well, today I'm going to give you four really simple principles to get you started. So welcome to the Faith in a Busy World podcast with me, Steve Griffiths. Make no mistake about it, this is a really important topic because prayer is not a luxury in a busy life. It's a necessity. Now, I'm not talking about becoming like Martin Luther. That great 16th century theologian was a real man of prayer. And he said this, I work, work from morning until late at night. In fact, I have so much to do that I have to spend the first three hours in prayer. Now, it would be cool to be like Martin Luther and to spend three hours every morning in prayer, but maybe that doesn't feel really realistic to you right now, and it certainly doesn't to me. But the principle of what he's saying is right, that the busier we are, the more we need to pray. And that's for two reasons. Firstly, when we're really busy, we need to make sure that we maintain an inner connection with ourselves and a connection with God. We live in a hyper-connected world, don't we? Internet, social media platforms, trade, commerce, immediate access to ideas and trends, connection through music and film and gaming. We are hyper-connected. Yet even though we have all these global connections, many of us feel less connected internally than has been the case for any time in human history. We're connected with everyone else in the world, but we feel really fragmented inside. Rates of burnout are high. Rates of depression are high. Suicide rates are high. Loneliness is like an epic sweeping through our societies. Mental health problems are at an all-time high. In the midst of all our hyper-connectedness with other people, we've lost that inner connection with ourselves and with a sense of purpose higher than ourselves. We've lost our connection with God. So the busier our lives, the more we're connecting with others, the more important prayer becomes so we can maintain an inner connection and re-establish that connection with God. And if we do that, we maintain a sense of purpose, a sense of direction for what we're doing in life. And secondly, we need prayer in a busy life so that we can cultivate gratitude. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty rubbish at gratitude. Uh, Good things come my way and I kind of acknowledge them, but then I just get on to the next item on my to-do list. I am rubbish at celebrating successes. When things go well in my ministry or when things go well on my YouTube channel, I should stop 
pause for a while and feel a sense of gratitude towards God for the positive things that are happening. My problem is that I just don't do that. I acknowledge briefly a success and then I'm straight back onto the hamster wheel, getting on with the next ministry task, getting on with making the next video or podcast. Paul says in Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7, in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So prayer is a really important tool for cultivating gratitude to reflect on all our blessings in the midst of a chaotic and hectic schedule can shift our perspective and foster a sense of contentment and peace. So prayer is really important, especially when we live a busy life. But what can we do to make it easier to cultivate a regular and sustainable prayer habit in the midst of all our busyness? Well, here's four simple principles to get you going. Firstly, remember what prayer is. Prayer is a relationship. I know that sounds obvious, but it's something that I too often forget. In a busy life, we have schedules, we have to-do lists, we have goals to achieve, we have attainment targets to meet. And too often, I fall into the trap of thinking that prayer is one more activity I need to do. But it's not that at all. Prayer is about a relationship with God, an intimate moment of connection between the creature and the created, between the child and their father. Prayer transcends all activity. It's a moment when we step outside of time and space and encounter eternity, eternal values, eternal perspectives, eternal love. Amid all the busyness of our schedules and daily activities, prayer is an invitation into another world, another dimension where we can both both give and receive love in an unhurried way. When the pressures of life are crowding in on you, remember what prayer is and take the time to escape the mundane by journeying into the transcendent. Think about prayer differently from all the rest of your daily activities and you'll start holding it in a different space in your life and it's less likely to get lost in your busy schedule. Secondly, find a regular time to pray. There's been a tradition in the church throughout history that early morning is the best time to pray before the day gets started. Verses like Mark chapter 1 verse 35 are cited to back this up. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And we've often been told that if that's how Jesus did it, then we should do it like that as well. But I'm not sure that's the best way to read verses like that. The reality is that Jesus probably prayed early in the morning because that fitted him best with his life schedule. You need to find a regular time to pray that fits best for you. And I suggest that there are two factors that can help you find that regular time. First, think about your energy levels. I wake up at about five o'clock every morning and I have so much energy from about five o'clock through to eight o'clock in the morning. So for me, that's a really good time to pray. But you might really hate early mornings and might not really properly wake up until mid-morning. So there's no point you trying to pray at five in the morning. But nine o'clock in the evening is a totally different kettle of fish for me. By that time, my brain has shut down and I really just want to sleep. So there's no point me putting in a whole load of effort to praying at that time in the evening. But you might be coming alive at nine in the evening. So maybe that's the time for you. So when you're thinking about fixing a regular prayer time, take account of your energy levels. Secondly, think about distractions. You want to find a time to pray when you are least likely to get distracted. Again, early morning works for me because I'm not receiving emails. No one's phoning me. I've not got any meetings. I don't have any kids to get to school on time. But for you, it might be lunchtime, taking a break from the office or when the kids are at school or whatever. 
whatever. There is no right or wrong time to pray. It's whatever works best for you. Fix a time when your energy levels are at their highest. For me, that's six o'clock in the morning. For you, it might be nine o'clock in the evening. Fix a regular time when you have least distractions, early in the morning or lunchtime or when you're taking a bath or when you're cooking the dinner. Yes, Jesus prayed early in the morning, but that worked best for his life schedule. Whatever works for you is okay with God. Day or night, God just loves to hear from you. The key, though, is regularity. Regularity in prayer is so important. If you can commit to the same time each day, you will develop a habit of prayer that fits with the rhythm of your life and that will make it sustainable. That's what we learn from Daniel 6 verse 10. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God. If you're trying to learn a new language, you'll succeed if you practice it for 15 minutes a day. If you do four hours practice today and then 10 minutes tomorrow and then nothing for the next week and then maybe another hour the week after that, you're never going to succeed. Prayer is the language of love between you and God. Pray regularly every day, even if it's only for a short time, and you will become fluent in your love for God. Thirdly, find a regular place to pray. Places hold memories, don't they? And that's true at a deep psychological level, like special places that we visited in life or places where really special things happened. Maybe if we go back to visit our old school or go back to visit the place where we met our life partner or the church where we became a Christian or whatever. But it also works on a more regular level too. I've got a seat in my living room that is my seat. It's the seat where I relax at the end of the day. And if anyone is sitting in my seat, then I really can't relax properly. You might have a particular seat where you feel most comfortable in church. You have spatial awareness from there. You can relax into worship because everything around you looks familiar and the people around you are familiar and it just feels well right and that's okay it's about creating safety and a sense of comfort through our neural pathways that help us to make sense of the world and the same is true for prayer as well if you live a busy life and you're trying to build a rhythm of prayer and you only have a certain amount of time each day to do it the last thing you need is to be spending half your time trying to get comfortable in a new place try to find a regular place to pray if you do that you'll be able to get into the zone with god much quicker each time because the familiar Familiarity at that place will help you to get more comfortable more easily. Doesn't matter where that place is. It could be your sofa or in the bath. It could be on your daily train journey. It could be a particular street you walk down every day. It could be a park bench where you have lunch. The place itself doesn't matter. What matters is praying in that place on a regular basis so that when you go there each day, your mind quickly gets into the space where you can focus on God more easily. Anywhere can become a sacred space when you meet with God there. You might have heard of John and Charles Wesley, the great Methodist theologians. Well, their mother was Susanna, a wonderful woman of God, and she had 19 children. Can you imagine that? The noise in her house and the demands on her time must have made it really difficult to find time to pray, right? But apparently she had a rule that all her children had to obey. If she was sitting in the kitchen with an apron over her head, they knew that she was praying and that she wasn't to be disturbed. It's a pretty good rule, eh? 
Even in the midst of the most hectic life imaginable, Susanna Wesley still managed to find a place to pray and turn it into her sacred space. Her apron provided that. And it may be that you can create a sacred space in your own home, no matter how small. Maybe there's something you can do to personalise it for you and God. Maybe put a candle there or an icon. Maybe have some soft lighting there. Maybe have a cross there. Anything that feels right will do. Just something to mark it out as your sacred space for your time with God. It doesn't need to be too holy. For Susanna Wesley, an apron over her head did the trick. And fourthly, build variety into your prayer life. Now, this prayer tip may or may not be useful for you, but it's worth considering. Here's the thing. I have a very busy life with loads of very different tasks to do each day, and I'm constantly spinning a lot of plates. I have to multitask constantly. And one of the impacts of that is that I have a very short attention span and I get bored really quickly. So for me, if I try to stick to one way of praying for an extended period of time, I end up getting really bored and then my prayer time falls by the wayside. So I need to vary the way I pray on a regular basis. You might be able to relate to that, but then the opposite might be true, of course. If you lead a hectic life, constantly multitasking, it might be that you need prayer to be an unchanging constant that gives a stability to your daily rhythm because it's the one thing that is the same every day. Both ways are perfectly fine. But if variety is important to you, don't be afraid to experiment with how you pray. You can use a short, simple prayer and then just sit in silence with God. We see that in Luke 18 verse 13 where the tax collector simply prays, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. You can use set liturgies like morning prayer and evening prayer and compline. You could read a passage of scripture and pray into that. You could take a different country every day and pray for its needs. You could take a random item from your cupboard, some tin food, a scarf, a bar of chocolate, an old book, and see where it takes you in your imagination and use that as a tool for prayer. You could say no words at all and just sit silently with God. You could use an icon or prayer beads. Draw a picture, write a poem, be creative when you pray, and you might be amazed to see how God uses your creativity to pray for people and things you'd never previously thought about. So always remember that being regular in prayer is not about adding another activity to our already over-busy lives. We've got enough to do. We don't need another task to add to the list. Prayer is about infusing our daily routines with moments of gratitude, moments of reflection, moments of reconnection with ourselves and God. Ultimately, prayer is about a relationship of love between you and your Heavenly Father. The temptation when we come to pray is to start reeling off a list of things we need, things we feel anxious about. Instead of praying, what we're actually doing is making our prayer life an extension of the hectic life we lead. We're so busy talking at God that we don't make the time to listen to what he might want to say to us. God is not in a hurry and we experience more of God when we don't hurry prayer. In a hectic world and in your busy life, prayer may feel counterintuitive because it operates at a different pace than we live our lives. But prayer is a necessity, not a luxury, and it becomes more necessary the busier we are. So no matter how packed your schedule is, find a regular time, find a regular place, be as creative as you want to be. 
And remember that prayer is a relationship, just you and God hanging out together. It's not another chore to tick off your to-do list. Slow down, breathe, be still, and know that he is God. The more we do that, the more we will come to understand and appreciate the relational nature of prayer. You and your loving father spending time together. Nothing more, nothing less. So thanks for being with me today. I hope you found that useful and I look forward to being with you again soon. Bye bye.